It's July 20th, 2018, and this is Diz Podopolis, where we talk about Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and everything in between. A dream is a wish your heart makes when you're fast asleep in dreams you will lose your heartaches whatever you wish for you keep have faith in your dreams and someday your rainbow will come shining another episode of Diz Podopolis. This is our 14th episode and we're getting into the summer now. Huh? Are we getting into the summer, Fiona? Well, oh, our summer was, was a bit of survival at the end. Survival at the end. Oh, that sounds tragic. <laughs> All right. Well, first I'm going to introduce uh, my cousin Ryan. Hashtag, how you doing? Hi, how is it going? And my daughter, Fiona. Well... Is a uh, next day of McDonald's year. What? <laughs> Stay at McDonald's year. Uh, because you 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 said some of you about us not staying at McDonald's for a while. Oh, eating at McDonald's. Yes, we have not eaten at McDonald's in a while. Yes, we used to. Well, it's funny. I mean, this is what we're we're going to be talking about later, but um. I noticed with uh, Incredibles 2 coming out that they renewed their um, partnership with McDonald's. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it, like they have been using Subway for a while because of the pressure for them to have healthier meals and that sort of thing. And they did that for quite a few years. But I noticed with the new Incredibles movie, they renewed that um partnership and came out with the toys for the Happy Meals. Yeah, well, you did say we we mostly went to McDonald's when it was mostly Disney stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of funny because we did. We Yes, yeah, so we went to McDonald's a lot when the kids were little because they would have all the summer toys from the Disney movies. Um, I think they, they did the Smurf movies, too. That was a big summer for us. <laughs> but I thought that it was interesting that they had started that up again with McDonald's because I know there was a lot of pressure. You know, they had the French fries, the McDonald's French fries, and then that lease expired and they didn't renew it. And then they kind of, uh, the McDonald's uh, Happy Meal situation, that when that came to an end, that contract, they didn't renew it. So I think it was interesting that they've switched back to McDonald's from Subway. Well, it reaches a much yeah. larger audience. Well, it does. It does. It, I thought it was interesting they went with Subway. I mean, I, I know they have healthier items for children. Um, can be, depending on how you order. <laughs> but there's nothing. I don't think they have anything fried at Subway. Do you want me to introduce the topic for the evening? No, I won't oh. do it. Oh, you want to do it. Oh, I got you, got you. All right, Miss Fiona. We've kind of already broken the ice, and we're obviously talking about Incredibles 2 tonight. But, Fiona, why don't you introduce our question for the evening? Uh, if you like Anna Mode, what's your favorite quote from her? Her favorite quote? <laughs> oh, she pulled a fast one. Mm. <laughs> I have one. Oh, Brian's got one. You go, Ryan. 
Luck favors the prepared, darling. <laughs> darling. Lisa. No capes. No capes. <laughs> Are you going with no capes? <laughs> well, 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 for that, I, 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 I was just kidding. I am a joker, my darling. Like, because that's obviously too obvious. Oh, it is? All right. <laughs> Okay, for the real question. Oh, that's oh oh! You got us with a zinger. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Wait a minute. Well, now I want to add in the quote. <laughs> I was trying to make a joke. Okay, so I found two that I really like. Do you want you want to do this one? I never look back, darling. At the stripes from the noun. Done pro- I can't do her voice, okay. Done properly. Parenting is a heroic act. Done properly. <laughs> Worst Edna mode ever. I could do it better. Probably. Yes, I my voice. I ain't not that baby. Uh, so now I am an artist. <laughs> I guess this isn't an obvious joke after all. Yes, okay. So that's not our real question for the evening. All right, Fiona, what's yeah. our real question for the evening? If you can be part of the Incredibles, what heroic power can you wish for? All right. Who's going first? How about Ryan? <laughs> we'll throw Ryan under the bus. <laughs> if I were to have... Now, now, is it just a superpower that the Incredibles have, and I've got to choose one of theirs, or just any? I believed it to be any. Is that, how's that sound? Any superpower? Or do I have to pick one that the Incredibles have? Um, any. Any, all right. Hmm. Well, I would have to say that, let's see, my, f- I don't know. <laughs> Because I really like Tony Stark, and he doesn't really have any superpowers, except for he's very smart and scientific. Now, do you like that? Well, he doesn't have a heart anymore. He's well, got, oh, that's that true. He, that's true. He does have that. <laughs> um, his superpower. But I think I'm just going to go with, like, an Incredibles one, and I will go with Jack Jack, and I'd want those laser beam <laughs> eyes, just because I think his laser beam eyes are a lot of fun. <laughs> I mean, that's just fun <laughs> stuff. They crack me up. <laughs> you can do a lot with those. Yes, yep. you can. <laughs> I think that would be that would be a, an awesome superpower. You could use yeah. that while driving. You know, if people oh, <laughs> cut you off. Or, no, sorry, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like, be along just with kidding. The, I would never do something like that. <laughs> be along with the, with the kids in the supercar. Yeah. Um, the mobile, that scene. But it'd be useful in, like, yard work. You could trim trees. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you could. Very useful. Very, like very a, artistic. Like a modern <laughs> version of Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that works. All right, Fiona. We got lined up. Uh, my, my superpower I'm going to vote for. I can't already ask you when we were recording. Okay. But I think I will have the ability to, to, to draw something and it comes to life. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Well, like because I have, I have been, I have been ex- inspired by, 
by by like my Kirby video games where there's there's a there's a where there's a couple of characters that paint stuff and comes to life. Yeah, yeah, I've, I yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, well, besides those like video, those magic trick videos where doing like a three D tarantula or something. Uh, gotcha. Will be, yeah, like, yeah, that yeah tarantula will definitely scare off those baddies. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Definitely. But, but I, I did, I, I did, I actually drew like an art, an art themed superhero in in sixth grade one time. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. It's, like I, I wouldn't particularly choose that type of power than like doing like a mem, than like having a power ability of like memory. Memory or know, knowing everything, so it would be easier to pass like my reading tests on online. So, <laughs> for my evil superpower, oh. can I have an evil power? Okay, okay. You're, you're <laughs> yes, you can have an evil superpower. I apparently use mine for both, so good and evil. <laughs> you're, you're the bat, you're you're the antagonist for our Incredibles. That's right. I got my little horns out. <laughs> so for my um, yeah antagonist, I want mind compulsion. <laughs> I want to tell people what to do, and then they do it. It's super awesome. <laughs> like go clean your room. <gasps> And oh, it's done. Spectacular. <laughs> wow. It's like it's like featuring a commercial if if you if you wanna if you wanna tell your own your own Cinderella the need need of your house well just go go to in the mode and and tell tell you our to command to command stuff and voila look at your house. <laughs> So for my evil, I'm going with mind compulsion, definitely. And then for um, my fallback, I got to fly. I mean, it's just, there's the softball. Uh, Who doesn't want to fly? I was thinking about you having a vampire's ability because you did watch some vampire diarrheas. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Vampire diaries? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, every now and then, yeah, it's like my, it's like the really stupidest show on the face of the earth that I watch. (laughs) I kind of agree with your daughter. I think it's better said vampire diarrheas. (laughs) 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 They kind of, lots of running on in the mouth, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) It is so bad, melodramatic. What could be more better than that? Yeah, it's like one of those things though, because I started it. Now I need think I need to finish it. Like it needs to be put to bed. But oh my gosh, yeah. So, but that yeah. So that's where I got the mind compulsion idea from. But uh, yeah, then my other one's flying because why not? But no capes. There will be no capes. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we're trying to stick positive here. <laughs> yeah, I know. Nobody needs to be sucked up into a plane engine. <laughs> All right, so before we get into our conversation about Incredibles 2, I wanted to take a moment and talk about the Pixar short, Bow, that one. 
that came before um, Incredibles 2. And um, it was, I believe it was written and directed by Domi Shi, and she's actually a Chinese-Canadian. So, you know, she grew up in the North America and, and you know, living in California now and works for Pixar. Um, so this was interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> it, this, my mind was going in like five different directions when this, like every time, like another layer was added to this story. So, did, oh, so Brian, why don't you start off? Did, did you like this short? Um, it was, it was, to me, it was okay. Okay. It didn't, like, it didn't, like, speak to me like some of the other ones had, but I don't, I don't know why. That's interesting. Um, yeah, it was, I mean, like, it was well done. It was really pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it wasn't one of my favorite Pixar shorts. Okay. It was very specific. Uh, I, and I don't even think, like, to a culture, it was very specific to food. Like, you, I think you had a really, like, I, I mean, my mom cooked every night, but it wasn't like my mom cooked every night. You know, we had like our five or six staples that my mom would make. And um, so, I, I mean, I like food, but I don't, it wasn't, it wasn't like an art in our, in our household. Yeah. So, um, I mean, when it opens... Uh, the the short opened and you and you see her cooking in the kitchen and making the dumplings, which by the way I love dumplings. Oh, steamed dumplings are <laughs> well, amazing. Yes, they well, are. Have, have, well, have I ever tried a dumpling? I'm trying to think. I think you have. You kind of had. I think you've had dumplings before, but you kind of had a type of dumpling when we were um, in Pandora. Oh, they had the those. cheeseburger. With the yeah, rice that's, flour. That's pretty much the only thing I only got in mind. It was dumpling inspired, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, but not like Chinese. I guess dumplings mostly look good in cartoons. Yeah, and I, I think he, even that was a cheeseburger dumpling, so that obviously would not be a traditional Chinese uh, fare. <laughs> no. <laughs> but so I mean, I thought it was it was really nice how it opened. She's making the food. Um, you, you don't know for who, you know. Then she sits down at the table, and it's just her and her husband. And her husband gobbles them really fast and leaves. And then I'm like, oh, she's lonely. What's <laughs> my first thought? And then she's eating her dumpling, and all oh, the dumpling came to life, and I got really disturbed. We're <laughs> 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 having serious issues at this point. <laughs> Dumpling Jack Jack. Uh, it, it, it kind of like Jack Jack. <laughs> I did Which not. Which makes it perfect for this film. Yeah. The Wonder Why they made a, put a baby in this short. Yeah, I I don't know. Like I have like, oh, d- to me there should be a s- sincere disconnect between your food and, and mm. something being alive. I mean, I like but, meat, but I don't want it like I don't know. I was I was having a moment. But there's actually a little thing you 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 should under understand about this short what yeah um you'll see when we get nearly to the end of it oh yeah so fiona didn't know until right before the show of what we're going to tell you later which i thought was interesting because it's been a while since we saw bow um and so you know i'm I'm assuming this was like a day in her life with the dumpling right that's her son it was just one day um is that how you read it no, I read it. It occurred over a long period of time, and her son was growing. Her the the child was growing up. 
Okay. This occurred over. This this seemed to occur over years. Okay, I read it as one day. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know why. I guess because, um, I guess I you know I didn't see night you know day night and everything. It just seemed to be like <laughs> one like a very long day as this dumpling grew up and, and uh, progressed. Yeah, until the point where he's leaving her at the end. And it might have been one long day, but it just seemed like it was a period of years okay. when, I, when I saw it. Since you're not acting cute and non-positive to me, guess what I'm going to do to you. Oh, yeah, and then she eats the dumpling, and I almost lost it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, had, I had trouble with that spot, too. Oh, man, because I had trouble when you know she's eating it and spits it out, that it's like a baby crying, so that was kind of hard for me. And then she eats it at the end. I'm like, oh, no, you did not just do that. Please, someone save this quickly. <laughs> you it, it was a metaphor for them having a fight. Yeah. And her son having a fight. But it was like that it was it was disturbing, <laughs> I think. To me. It was it was pretty intense. Right after of some of the days. Boop, there you go. Yeah. So then yeah, of course it was you know, it was a metaphor for, you know, her raising her son and trying to raise him in the traditional Chinese culture in North America. I mean, mostly San Francisco is what I was reading from it. But, uh, and then, you know, him leaving with um, dating someone who is uh, Caucasian or Caucasian American, not from the Chinese culture, and her oh, yeah. basically having to deal with that, which is, you know, I mean, I, I grew up with, in my high school, we had a lot of Asians, and I know that they had a lot of the same kinds of conversations they had to have with their parents, you know, are you going to date someone who's Chinese? Are you going to date someone who's Caucasian? Or even like different Asian cultures, like a Korean dating a Chinese, that could be, you know, a point of conversation they would have with their parents. So, um, it, you know, that's, that, I think that's a real struggle that a lot of people when they immigrate to immigrate to America, you know, how do they handle that? Where, you know, the, the American culture is going to get in the household because that's, you know, they go to the high schools and there's a lot of, a lot of different cultures you see at different high schools. But I'm, I'm, I, um, yeah. So I'm glad, I'm glad it didn't end there. <laughs> They're eating, eating the dumpling. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise that would not have made very much sense. It would have been a lot more disturbing of a short. Yes. And so, um, I think her her husband comes home and she's, you know, upset. And I think the son comes over to visit and brings his girlfriend. And um, she learns, you know, the tradition of making dumplings, which I think is nice. And she makes them better than the husband and the son. So, two thumbs up her. But the one thing you didn't notice about the short was what? It was all a dream. Yeah, I told Fiona that whole scene was just a metaphor and just a dream. She's like, "Oh, if, really?" If it was real, I'd just be like, "Uh." <laughs> no, that can't be real. Uh, like, it's like a, it's like it's like if I if I see a little someone I mostly care about going. Going off in a way, I'll just be like, 
uh, is Arthur, are you going to bring him back or no? <laughs> well, it was interesting too at the beginning. I didn't know, like I thought she was lonely and never had had a child. So I thought that was like my, like the gingerbread story. Yes, that's kind of what I thought too, was that she she was wanting a child. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't follow that. And I, th- and I think she probably was at one point wanting a child. Um, yeah. And, and then, had, then had one, uh, obviously. <laughs> but it was, yeah. Um, oh, why it, did... it spoke to some moms in the audience very, very strongly. I, I know uh, a couple of friends that cried in this one and really loved it. Um, but mm-hmm. well, why it's... didn't she realize she had she had an actual child? Well, she did. She was just like dreaming of um, realizing some of the the disagreements her and her had, her and her son had had growing up. And how it drove a wedge in their relationship to the point where they were at the point where they weren't even talking to each other anymore. Uh, so she was like daydreaming. Right. Right. And so she was crying in her bed, you know, because she was sad because she was, wanted to have a relationship with her son still. <laughs> it's like she would be like, uh, like she first fall asleep on her table and then she... Ended up sleepwalking to her bed. (laughs) I don't know how they make the characters do that while they're dreaming. Well, it's just implied. They don't, yeah, they don't explain every moment, like how she got to the bed. Like she probably had breakfast and then went and laid down for a nap. And then this is what she dreamed. Oh. So she didn't fall asleep at the table. But there's, there's that point where you don't know. Cut that. When to stop telling your kid what to do and what not to do. Like when they're making decisions and you watch them make decisions. Um, you know, I'm kind of breaching that with my middle one, my 13-year-old. Because, you know, she's 13 and all of a sudden, you know, her mind's working differently. She's more cognitive now. Going to make TV mode. Yeah, and, and so she thinks she can start making real decisions but she doesn't have the experience or the knowledge or a lot of the background to know how to handle those decisions that she needs to make. So, but you, it's hard when you're a parent to like find that point where you don't need to help your kid make that decision anymore. Yeah, Man, that, is, that is a very fine line and really hard and all parents go through that. Oh yeah, it's really, really difficult. Absolutely. But yeah, so that's, that's kind of the process. I, I cried at the end, you know, when her and her son reunited, just yeah. because I, that's what you hope always happens and stuff. And my mom and I, we had disagreements on absolutely like college. College is the hard time. And then like right after college, like if you move home after college, after you've been living away for basically four, four, four or five years, and you've been making all these decisions on your own. Yeah, actually, I, I was almost thinking of my birthday issue for that. Like, if I was, if I was lit, if I was little, I, and you asked me something, I would do it right away. But when I'm older and you ask me something and I wasn't too sure about it, I would, just, I would just cry a bit and run away or agree with it. Oh, when we're discussing things on the show? Yeah. Yeah. 
No, you've never. I just so you know, when you were little, you never had a point where you disagreed with me. Exactly. <laughs> you, you, you always had. You're always like trying to find your words and figure out what to say and how to handle situations. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, which makes it which makes it weird because what you said just feels so good to me now. Does it? Yeah. That I just feel sorry on the inside after after a while when you say something to me. Okay. Well, I'm glad I'm glad we had that moment. I'm glad we could discuss that. So, did, Fiona, did you like the short? What do you think about it? Like, if you're gonna give it out of five Mickey ears, how many Mickey ears would you give? Well, it? if I didn't realize it was a, it was all a dream. Mm-hmm. Maybe four or three. About three and a half, then. Yeah. We have three and a half Mickey ears. Okay. Yeah, yeah I guess free for. For the cute dumpling. For the uh, three, three for the cute dumpling. <laughs> <laughs> but subtract two and a half for feeling it a bit weird. <laughs> so where are we at? We were at three and a half and three for the cute dumpling minus two and a half for the weird feeling. Where are we? Where are we landing at? Three. Yeah, I think three. About three Mickey ears. All right. That sound good? I like that math. That's awesome math. Yeah, right. yeah, free free should be good. Okay, Ryan, how many Mickey ears would you give Bao? Mm, I think I would give it three also. Okay. Yeah. When I compare it to some of the other Pixar and Disney shorts that I really like. Um mm-hmm. you know, uh it, it was it was good, it was well thought out, um mm-hmm. it had a nice unique story to it. Um, like which I really, like, which I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's um, like it's almost not like they could get worse throughout the years. <laughs> oh no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Um, but just in terms of, uh, I don't know how how I related specifically to this storyline. Okay, um, I would probably just have to give this a a three. All right. Yeah, um, I think it was a lot more involved than a lot of the shorts are. A lot more layered story, which I appreciated. But um, but almost, I think some of it almost could have been more simplified. I think that's what I love about Pixar shorts is how simple and poignant they are just with a few thoughts. Um, like you, where they really focus on one situation where this was you know multiple multiple situations and Mm. and lots of background and lots of story and uh i mean i real i liked it i liked it better at the end than the beginning um but i think i'd also give it three three out of five uh i don't i i don't know what what i don't know what was missing for me I really don't like I can't put my finger on it like paper man is so simple and beautiful yes and just like the simplicity of it without you know just the one rhythm of it going through the motion and bow was kind of like this really involved in deep story but at the at the beginning um yeah I still I was very disturbed <laughs> I told, I could not get past that the doubling turning into a baby. I that like really I don't I could not 
but yeah, and then eating it, I I don't. Yeah, I mean, there's I a lot the of it, there's a lot of a lot of it. I was just like, okay, where are they going with all of this? Yeah, and, yeah. and and I mean, it made sense by the end, but there was just so long. You're just like kind of going, where in the world are we? What in the you know? It, it was like <laughs> there's I, too many of those moments. Yeah, too many, too well, many of those moments, and so. Well, guess what? Going to those Shanghai Disney parks is gonna be like eating that dumpling. Oh jeez. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. I don't know if I can eat dumplings anymore. Like, I need, I need a moment. <laughs> gonna need some time. Okay. I don't know. No, I, I can eat dumplings. I oh, good. Them. I love that. It didn't ruin dumplings. You? Luckily, it did not ruin dumplings for me. Oh, <laughs> it might have for some people, though. Oh, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I. Yeah. I, that's totally. That's a mother thing. Like, it just the mother thing with the dumpling and it being a baby. I'm like, oh. <laughs> like, I don't know if I can eat those little yeah. green alien. I don't know what they're called. Those, like, strawberry-ish balls. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they have those, like, beautiful dumplings in Shanghai and Hong Kong. Like, yeah, the characters. Like Duffy and Chili Mae. I don't know if I can eat teddy bears. I can eat those. <laughs> <laughs> but when something's representing a human, I am a little... Put off. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I can eat a Disney princess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just didn't speak to me like Paper Man did, or mm-hmm. um, like La Luna. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I love La Luna. Oh yeah. my oh. gosh. For the Birds is a, a really good one to me too. I love that. <laughs> I mean, the comedy in some of them. Yeah. And I think maybe that's partly what this yeah. one lacked too. Is com- there's no comedy anywhere. There's no, no. comedy. Really. Com- com- comedy shorts are better for me. Yeah, there was no like every awkward moment I had was not a good awkward moment. Like there was no yeah. They're definitely not the comedic relief that that something that needed to happen. Definitely. All right. Are we good with Bao? Yeah, I think so. I think so. All right. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't please, please. Now it's time for a little patch of heaven. up with the end of the sky it's left in nebraska and over a crest on a little patch of heaven way out west everything's green all right so tonight on dispodopolis for uh we have hinted around and we've talked about bow bow and we've talked about what superpowers we want to be. And now we are going to talk about the main event, the main attraction, Incredibles 2. And cue the music. Cue the music. So, 
Fiona and I saw this the first night, like the Thursday that it came out. Um, we were really, our, I mean, we were really gung-ho about seeing this movie. And believe it or not, I didn't even realize until we sat down in that theater and Helen Hunt and Samuel L. Jackson and Craig T. Nelson popped up and told me it had been 14 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know when I was little, it didn't, it didn't feel like The Incredibles was going to get a sequel. Well, I, I'm, so Fiona would have been two. And I don't, I don't think, we, we wouldn't have taken her to the movie theater to see this. And I honestly thought I had seen this in the movie theater. Uh, I don't think well, I did. Because we wouldn't take a two-year-old to see it. Well, it's. Well, it's been a 14 years. It's just like it's it's just like for some of the other animated features like back then they were single for a really, really long time. Yeah, Pixar really hadn't done sequels. Yet. Yeah, they weren't really going down that route. Well, for Disney, I, I don't it looks like there was it was said that like like Walt didn't like the idea of sequels, I think. Well, no, he didn't. Yeah. He wasn't a big fan of them. But he, yeah, he's always one trying to just do something new all the time. He wasn't yeah. interested in repeating himself. Yeah, but since he, he's out of the way. He's out of the way. He's out of the way. <laughs> the people just, just try, just, just try to like modify those characters. Oh, since he passed they... away. Yes, they, they have gone with some sequels. Definitely. So Ryan, oh, did yeah. you see this in the movie theater? Yeah, I did. I saw it fairly recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though it looks, it looks, being a Pixar, it looks like when, when there were, looks like there were a few like projects that have been canceled for some movies, like when like when like John John Lasner stepped in for like chief creative office officer. He he just thought that some of these part twos trick. Trandish. Tarnish. Tarnish the classics. Yeah, so she's looking, she's actually looking at the Disney Facts Revealed. It's a the book written by Dave Smith, um, who was the uh, chief archivist, em, um, I can never say, emer emeritus, <laughs> emeritus of the mm -hmm. Walt Disney Archives. He, um, someone asked him, you want to read the question? Well, for instance, someone thought it, there was, Someone thought like there was gonna be a Dumbo part two, but mm -hmm. it was never never released on DVD because it was seen on bonus features. So, and this and this is and and this is what it was said about John Lasseter canceling canceling those type of films. Well, yeah, Disney was making a lot of straight to video sequels for some yeah. of their classic movies, yeah. and they weren't up to par of the original one and John Lasseter was not in favor of doing them. Definitely. Yeah, so pretty much some of these characters have been remade have been remade old old school. Yeah. But but we all know that there's remakes coming along. The live action ones? Well yeah. Okay. Yeah, even though some people do miss original versions of those characters. And and not the live action ones? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I, I, getting back to the question I asked you, did you saw you saw Incredibles in the movie theater? Not Incredibles two, but 
Yeah, I saw Incredibles in the movie theater. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, and I I really enjoy both of these films. I think they're really good. Um, and I'm I, I'm fine with Disney doing sequels. Um, you know, the first I think the first sequel that that they did was Toy Story two, back in '99. For Pixar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was their first one. It was back in '99. That was their first, and I really liked that sequel. Also, I thought they did a really good job with Toy Story two. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I cried. Yeah, it's just part of a toy's life in those films. And it looks like it looks like the the year for Incredibles two was gonna be a year for um Toy Story four. The the um originally Incredibles two was supposed to come out when Toy Story four came out. Yeah. Where did you see that? Uh, on a time on a on a on the poster of future Pixar films. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Well, that's what it said on like a, I think, El Chaparral Theater review. Oh, okay. All right, that does happen. They definitely um, announce movies and then they pull them. And then they'll go back to them later. Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe how many people I saw thinking, because um, a lot of these people saw it when they were young and now they're in their 20s. And they're like, oh, there better not be any kids in the movie theater. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Seriously? <laughs> All right. I thought that was really highly entertaining. So you saw this, um, what, last week? Yeah, about a week ago. Yeah, about a I saw week ago. So late after it came out. Yeah. About a month. About a month after it came out. So, yeah, yeah, at Fiona's request. And I know you you kind of, like, were hesitant to go see it. Or was that Michael hesitant to go see it? Uh, Michael was, because sometimes he's hesitant with some of the Pixar uh, sequels. Um, after Cars 2 came out, <laughs> he just, he was, <laughs> yeah. He loved the original Cars so much. And then just 2 and 3 never lived up to it, lived up to the first one. No, no. I mean, my son really liked Cars 2 and 3. Mm -hmm. And I thought they were fine. Cars 2 was a little wackadoodle for me. I think, that, you know, they tried too hard with the James Bond thing, and I don't think it really, really came off real well. Mm -mm, no, it didn't. Yeah. And I haven't even seen Cars 3. Woo! Two thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I just realized that some of the. That some of the developing stylized for Pixar film sequels do make sense. The sequels for Pixar's make sense? They do. Definitely Toy Story. Yeah. Yeah, I thought, well, I thought we were talking about a bit of a style issue. Oh, the um, story issue. Story issue, I meant. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the story is sometimes go in an odd direction. Yeah, I think, uh, but Cars, uh, I think it just went in the direction no one was expecting. Yeah, this, yeah, Cars 2 went in a really odd direction. Yeah, I even think um, the Planes movie, I think they did a better job with the Planes movie than Cars 2. I think so too, yeah. I liked the Planes movie a lot. I thought it was fun. Oh. But it's fun taking a, a small kid definitely to the Cars movie or the Planes movie. They get a lot more out of it than the parents do. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Because how how many how many little ones have been obsessed with these movies? Oh, a lot. Ah, definitely. You put cars or planes and whatever's next. They're like magnets. Yeah. Now, did y'all like Incredibles 2? Um, I did. I I liked yeah. Incredibles 2. Yeah, I think, I think the climax, climax scene filled it for me. But I don't think you could have Incredibles 2 without Incredibles. Like, it couldn't be a standalone movie. It definitely had to have the, the backstory, the development of characters from Incredibles. And I really enjoyed Incredibles. Yeah, I, I too enjoyed Incredibles 2. I think I like Incredibles 1 quite a bit more, though. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed that story. Well, yeah, but I, but, but I sometimes think that a that, that newer film is better since I've seen something over and over again. Yeah, Fiona just enjoyed the newness of it. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, I could definitely see. But there's, uh, they were, they're very, very, very different movies with different flavors, um, different emphasis on issues. And um, I, I mean, I like Incredibles 1 because it reminds me so much of that James Bond kind of mysterioso going in undercover. I mean, I really like James Bond movies when I was a kid. I really haven't seen mm-hmm. the, the recent ones, but they're just like really kind of a little more quiet, a little more mystery going on. Um, you know, some people know what's going on. Some people don't know what's going on. So, I mean, I just like the the style of The Incredibles 1 movie better. Where Incredibles 2 is definitely a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's a lot more of a superhero movie. I th- also thought the villain in Incredibles 1 was stronger. Yeah, I, they had a, a, a yeah, much more developed, a, a deeper character, definitely. And um, he a lot of planning on his part. <laughs> yeah, yes. I would say Incredibles feels like Incredibles when it's mostly like the robots showing up. <laughs> Oh, right. so Incredibles 1, Incredibles 2. Oh, like the... the like they they yeah. lost their official icons for for 2. Oh, like you're trying to think of an iconic moment for Incredibles 2, but it's not as strong as Incredibles 1? Because the robots were such an icon for Incredibles 1? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they... That's true. You don't have like an iconic image like you do in Incredibles 1. Good call. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of one either. I thought it was interesting. Now, now, this I didn't even realize until we're well into Incredibles 2. And oh, by the way, this is completely spoiler filled, people. So <laughs> please see the movie before you listen to this podcast. Um, <clears throat> Uh, what I thought was interesting is when, you know, Mr. Incredible is watching Jack-Jack, I didn't realize that they didn't know he didn't have superpower. Yeah, um, that, yeah, and that it was hidden in the first one. Yeah, because I, I, I had to, like, go back and say, oh, yeah, they didn't know what was going on when he was having that moment with Syndrome up in the yeah. air. They couldn't tell. So, and because... 
I mean, a little time has passed because you see the kids back on the track at the end of Incredibles where he's, you know, he's running the race. But I guess nothing had manifested before that, which I thought was interesting. Well, why are they noticed that Jack-Jack was putting on a mask because he was going to fight with them? Well, yeah, you do see at the end where Jack-Jack puts the mask on. So that, I assumed from that, they knew. Yeah, I guess that was the confusion for you. Yeah. Yeah, well, Edna had made a costume for him, just in case. You never know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> luck favors the prepared, <laughs> darling. Oh <laughs> so, my gosh. <laughs> that was Edna mode. Oh, Edna. She's just yeah, too awesome. Yeah, uh, the mom was like, what is it you think the baby's going to be doing? <laughs> She's like, I'm I sure I don't know, darling, but luck favors the prepared. <laughs> no, darling. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, so I didn't realize, yeah, so then, you know, Mrs. Incredible doesn't know, and she's left for Mr. Incredible in charge of the crazy. Mm-hmm. Which is yep. going adventures of babysitting mode. I know, I know. That is pretty awesome. The rat, oh, and then, okay, can I tell you, when we're walking into the movie, Elias, my youngest, looks at the sign, because remember, this is Thursday, like, the movie's just come out, he's like, why is there a raccoon on the bottom right of that of that poster. I'm like, I don't know. Oh, I know why now. Yep. <laughs> oh my lord. Because of the iconic element scene. Can I just say, what is wrong with that raccoon and why did it keep coming back? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah, I like that fight between the raccoon and Jack Jack. That was good times. Uh. Yeah, and I think that's one of the only animals where you can get away where it's believable that it would keep coming back. <laughs> <laughs> For anybody who's had a moment with a raccoon, man, they're tenacious. Yeah, raccoons are tenacious. I don't, yeah, wow. <laughs> like, like if, it's probably like the second animal character people think they could, they could be, be better than, than in real life. Besides, like, like seagulls. Oh, seagulls. <laughs> yeah, they keep coming back, too. <laughs> so, yeah, that that had to be one of the the best moments in that movie was Chad Jack and the Raccoon. Definitely. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. Um, so, moving on with our lovely movie. So, what was... Um, at what point did you figure out who the villain was in this movie? Um, I I thought it was her fairly early on, actually. Okay. Did you think it was both the sister and the brother, or did you? That I wasn't sure of. Okay. I didn't know how much the brother knew. Cause he was kind of sketchy too, his character. Yeah. Like I wasn't like I'm like looking at both of them, and I'm thinking there's there's they had the friction between the two of them. And you could tell, Evelyn, so Winston's younger sister, Evelyn DeVore, uh, you knew there was friction, and you could tell her trying to separate um, Elastigirl and Mr. Incredible, like trying to, to really drive a Where's wedge between them. Yeah, but you didn't know oh. how much. Oh, Catherine Kinnear, uh, Kinnear is the actress that plays Evelyn De DeVore. I almost DeVore. thought you were saying the actress name. Oh, yeah, no, as. Um, I and you couldn't 
tell if this, yeah, if they were contributing, both of them had like a plan and they were each doing their part. So I couldn't, I didn't throw the bro brother out as a villain until much later into the movie. One of, so this movie definitely has much more scarier elements than the first one. Yeah, so a little bit. So it can be a little bit intense. So he's firing a dead person in a cave. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they did have the dead person in the cave, but it was a skeleton. So it wasn't, you know, it was kind of measured, a little more measured in the scary. But yeah, that screen slaver scene where they, mm -hmm. you know, using the, um, the night goggles and trying to figure out what's going on. And yeah, I mean, I've heard people like equate it to even a horror movie scene level and you you know you do see that even um i you know silence of the lambs is what comes to mind when i first saw that scene did you have anything come to mind when you saw that scene or mm, no i no i i just it's like um it kind of like steampunk to me yeah when i saw or more or kind of world war ii gas mask Okay. Kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Maybe it maybe it's a little bit better. Yeah, it looked very stylized design like that. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I was trying to trying to figure out what what's what, what's with people saying the horror movie element mostly mostly on the second film. Oh, on the second film? Yeah, I mean it was a little bit of that. Um I, I, I'm not a horror movie person. I don't enjoy those types of movies. Um, the ones that I have seen are just like are ingrained in my memory and it's really hard to chisel them out. Um, the uh, Yeah, like there's <laughs> that one commercial for the Saba hummus where that guy's wearing that uh, kind of like a Japanese uh, stylized, Asian Pacific stylized, that kind of a, a robe thing and all i can think of is silence of the lambs when i see that guy in that thing <laughs> i just can't like any imagery that might slightly relate to something i've seen it just oh it's hard for me to to separate them out and distinguish and to to not get that cross reference so yeah someday i'll tell you about my oh my gosh i can't take a shower because i'm so scared of psycho <laughs> that took a while Anyway, but um, so that's kind of my problem. But see, you're like someone like Fiona, she doesn't have those scenes in their head, so they're not going to get that reference or connection. Yeah, which is good, which is good. It's more just like a superhero scene, then. But um, yeah, so did you think okay, so when we got through the screen slaver um scene and they arrest that guy and he has got those goggles on. Okay, did you think when she was chasing him, did you think he was the bad guy? Or at what point did you figure out he was just a minion? Kind of? Um I thought it was really the I thought it was really the uh villain at first. Okay. Um I'm trying well, to think too. at what point. It it was probably like when he was being arrested. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they were like... taking everything off and like you could kinda tell pretty easily that that was not the villain. It would have been pretty it would have been pretty random to have just a random person be the screen slaver, you know. Yeah, it'll, it'll be it'll just make people be all be, be all like that's it. They 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 like they like they 
Like they stopped the main villain. Now what? It was too easy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was too easy. Well, <laughs> Brad Bird nearly always uses foreshadowing, so you would have seen something of that character earlier on. Well, yeah, I think that's true of, true of a lot of, of, of writers and directors. And it always seems like the first time doesn't stick. Mm-hmm. You know, it has to go through two or three trials before you really get to the point of an ending. He kind of had the body of the brother. Oh, the pizza delivery guy? Yeah, really yeah. lanky and tall. So there's kind of that suspension of belief because it could have been um, Winston. For a moment, and, until obviously when they pulled the goggles off, and it's you know some random delivery, piece of delivery guy. Yeah, I guess for that some people would think more that that the brother would be would be the actual villain. Oh yeah, well yeah, yeah, because you, you also like you know they tell the story of you know the brother and sister and how they lost their parents, and that easily could have gone two ways. Like you could hate the supers or you could love the supers after that, depending on who you blame in that situation. And they almost, they did kind of both. They had one, one um, sibling hating, blaming the supers and the other one blaming the choices that were made by the government. So it was interesting. And um, so, and, and the baby moment. <laughs> Can anyone re realize why like why like Jack Jack's still a baby and the kids are still like the same age? Oh, I love that part. I love I well before we you know talk about Edna and the baby, I love how this movie quite literally starts where the other movie ended, like that exact moment when the Underminer comes up. Well, yeah, it's like the whole like Simpsons or SpongeBob SquarePants relationship. Which, which part? Like, why is why is Bart still a kid? Or, oh, that part. Or why is um, <laughs> SpongeBob still a young adult or teenager? What is SpongeBob? We may never know. So yeah, I, I did you like that, Ryan? And that they picked it up right at the end of the other movie? Oh yeah, I thought that was fun. Um, yeah, just with the underminer. And John Ratzenberger does a great job with his voice. I always like him. <laughs> and they never caught the Enderminer. The Enderminer's still out there. I know. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. It's kind. Of, it was kind of interesting how they don't catch him, and they are almost quite literally in the exact position that they were at the end of the other movie. No house, no job, no backing from the government. Everyone hating the supers. <laughs> It's all back to the beginning a bit. Yeah, nothing was solved. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, which make yeah, which I do have a gut feeling that some people are gonna want a Incredibles free. Yeah, yeah. So do you think they'll do Incredibles three, Ryan, or they'll break into a um a Disney XD show? Um, I think they'll probably do mm -hmm. an Incredibles three because it's done so well at the box office yeah, it's insane when it's done at the box office holy mackerel yeah. yeah it's you're looking at it's it's it, probably in the next in the next week it'll get above a billion dollars worldwide <gasps> that's insane that is just i just can't even imagine i mean yeah. i i don't even think disney i'm sure they thought it would do well I don't think they thought it would do this well. No, this is this is the level of a live action 
film. Definitely. But people love yeah. superheroes right now. Well, well, like, look at, look at the voice actors. We're like in the 20s. What will we be like? In, what will we be be like in the in the future after after Pixar still after Pixar think, thinks about tries to thinks about free. Oh, because it took them so long from one to two. Yes. Yeah, they need to do. <laughs> yeah, they're they're not young pups anymore. The um main actors and actresses of this film. <laughs> Not that they were really young when the first one came out, but um, yeah, 14 years is 14 years. Yeah, I mean, this is this this one's outdone like Frozen, oh, Toy Story, okay. Toy Story 3, um, Zootopia. I mean, this is, wow. this one has really, yeah, it's in the top 10 highest grossing films of all time right now. People love this movie, and I know why. I mean, honestly, yeah. I, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's good. You know, when I say I like the first one better, it's not that I didn't enjoy this one. I really enjoyed this one. In fact, I know I'll own it on <laughs> DVD, Blu-ray, and, <laughs> and digital <laughs> download. Oh, Netflix. So, I'll have multiple form, and I'll watch this one over and over again, like I do the first one. Oh yeah, you almost need to have like go one to two. You could you could you could you could sit there one to two and watch them definitely in a row. Oh you for should. sure, and really enjoy both of them. I mean, like this, this is one of their better sequels in my opinion. I think the only sequel that I liked better were the Toy Story sequels. Okay. Um, and I might even I don't know. It's been so, so I I think I might even like this one better than those sequels. Well, Incredibles is such a different movie than Toy Story. Toy Story is really um, just constantly tugs at your heartstrings and childhood and connections and friends and, you know, Mm -hmm. it hits all the elements where Incredibles is really about family and developing talents and how people work together in a family union because i mean i mean like frozone is part of their family like i think you know so it's it's interesting when you have like a certain kind of like a, a group of people that like it's almost it's like it's it's like a business family but in a bizarre way like we we've all have these special talents and we all work in the same business together and we're all supporting each other so it's totally different than a, a Toy Story movie. So um, yeah, it's almost you can't compare the two. <laughs> it's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really yeah. difficult. Yeah, it is. Um, but I, I mean, I would if you're gonna, I would say go see this in the in the theater. Oh, definitely. Oh yeah, absolutely. And um, see it at home, and then see it again and again and again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now, um, we also got to go to Disneyland this summer, and um, they put in the Incredicoaster. Yes. And ties into this film. I hadn't, you had already seen the film when uh-huh. you were on the Incredicoaster, and I had not seen the film. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> I hadn't seen the film yet. So, so it kind of, and yes, the, the, I would say, yes, the ride makes more sense because <laughs> you get the Jack Jack Cookie Num Nums at the end. Uh huh. 
Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's why there's the cookie num nums because of the movie. We're kind of firing a few I- iconic elements in the film. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. the cookie, the cookie num nums. Yes. Yeah. So, how, okay, so we had seen the movie and then we went on the ride, and it's just like, it's an extension of the movie, totally an extension of the movie. I mean, it doesn't, yeah. it's not really a spoiler or anything like that to no. the movie at all. Which is no, it didn't, nice. It didn't spoil the movie at all. But, I, you know, after I saw the movie, I was like, oh, okay, that's why they did that in the ride, you know, with Edna Mode babysitting Jack-Jack and then everybody. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, the, all the other all the other little things and stuff. So it was kind of fun. Yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so Edna and the baby. Mm-hmm. Edna and the baby. They're, I don't, that's. I mean, I mean, Edna's amazing anyway, and I think it's so funny that Brad Bird does her voice. But um, and oh yeah, we didn't even mention yeah, Brad Bird directed and wrote this one, <laughs> so well, mm-hmm. first one. Uh, but uh, yeah, the the relationship that builds between Edna and the baby is precious. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I love, I love how. Not the babysitter. She's not, you know, she's like, what? What? And then she just like has Jack Jack wrapped around her little finger and he's like her protege now. <laughs> I just love, I love how she can do anything, quite literally. <laughs> she is a really good character. She is. I mean, just, I, it, it's nice. It's it, it kind of like a little, a little bit of, she's kind of that James Bond moment where, James gets all his toys. Mm-hmm. Who is it? Is yeah. it who's Mrs. Black? That's probably wrong. Who's the woman? Q. Oh, Q? Q. Well, Q is the one that makes all the toys for James Bond. Yeah, it, and that's that's Judy Dench, right? No, she plays M. She plays the big person. Okay, M. She play, she, she M plays like the overarching matriarchal character in the new ones. Okay, um, but Q is the sidekick who's very techy and makes all the James Bond gadgets and tech. Okay, well, Edna Mode is definitely M. Yeah, she's she kind of oversees a little bit more. She's like a combination between M and Q. If you yes. could mash those two characters together, that would be Edna Mode, because she can play, she plays both. Yes, but yeah, in, in the coolest fashion ever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She is just fun. And I love watching her and Jack-Jack interact. Mm-hmm. I mean, that to me, that was one of the highlights, if not the highlight of the whole film, was just watching Edna Mode and Jack-Jack. Well, and it's so, she's so nonchalant about it. Even on the ride, where she's like, yeah. oh, don't worry, Doc. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> like, oops. <laughs> well, he'll be whatever. back. <laughs> he'll be back and he can take care of himself, even he though he's a me. baby. Yeah, he loves me. He'll come back. No worries. It'll be a big dash. Then then everything will be back to normal. Yeah. Everyone else is freaking out. And she's like, oh, there he is, darling. Here's the cookie. He's normal, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally normal. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Incredible and Elastigirl are definitely the parents. Fr- frantic parenting 
and mows the modes not just the grandparent but the uncle the aunt like everything and the like the the completely maintained calmness we'll person. count as frozo what about frozo well we we'll, 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 we'll count as the family oh yeah and frozo yeah the revelant side revelant oh he's like the uncle uncle yeah <laughs> he's like you have not done that yet uncle <laughs> really all right <laughs> He's like, yeah, he is. He's like Mr. Incredible's brother coming over, helping. And are you crazy? Why are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> I love him. Yeah, he's fun. I mean, I think it's interesting because a lot of I love how they have three kids in this movie. Because a lot of times you'll people don't know what to do with three kids when they're writing. So you'll see a family with one kid. Maybe another kid, but usually just one kid. And then, you know, maybe there'll be like the one that like comes through and says their funny little line. Where it's interesting in this movie, I love how every kid is relevant and everyone has like their backstory and their thing going on. It's, it's, it's funny because it, it's like real, it's like real life. Like you grew up with two brothers, do so you know? Mm. Like there's no one kid that it's centralized on. Like that one's going in that direction, that one's going in that direction. And it's amazing how three go in three different directions and you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> stay still for five seconds. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> and just when you think you have it under control and Jack Jack's on the sofa, you're like, yeah, I'm just, we're just going to sit on the sofa. <laughs> uh, it's White the whole, flag, white flag. It's the whole private lives situation. <laughs> yeah. I do like how Brad Bird will show that, how how hard it is <laughs> to be a family sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't just, doesn't just painted as like all rainbows and rainbows sunshine. Rainbows and lollipops. <laughs> and here comes the unicorn. Yeah. With, with all with all bags of money. <laughs> bags of money. <laughs> if we're like if we're if we're a if if we're a fancy family. Yeah, a fancy family. And even Mr. Incredible doubts himself as being an incredible dad, you know? It's just <laughs> he's just like, wow. And I love the nod to the math. Oh, excellent. Nod to the math. <laughs> How is math different? <laughs> and then back it's to, math. And then back to, to the doozles. Yeah. The doozles or something. The doozles. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, that was great. And, and uh, poor Violet. Is she, is she ever going to go on a date? <laughs> I don't know because at the end of the movie, that come out, you kind of think maybe there, there are lots of elements that feel continuation-ish. Yeah, I'm like poor Violet. But Violet's kind of at the end. She's like, yeah, I know. That's what we're doing. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Now, but, did you see who the movie was? Um, uh, what do they call it? Uh, not dedicated to? Oh yes, Bud Lucky. Yeah. Oh, I, I, he's, ah, uh, he's just super awesome dude. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's dead. Yeah, he died in February, sweetie. Like, right before the movie came out. He, um, he's one of those old school, you know, animators. Like, I believe he worked, um, 
Did he work for PBS at one time? Yes, he worked on Sesame Street. Yeah, Sesame Street. I mean, he worked with um, the Peanuts gang. I mean, there isn't anything this guy didn't do. And it was so nice that um, obviously he was very uh, flexible, like work, going and working for Pixar when he should have been like retiring. <laughs> Honestly. I mean, that's mm -hmm. the, that was his retirement job. I mean, he died at 83. Um, yeah, um, he had a great voice too. I really like him in Bounden. So if you if you I love that short Bounden. Did you have you seen that one? Oh yeah, yeah. What do look like again? Bounden. Do you remember? That's like was that the it's the sheep. It a, oh yeah. The sheep that and the one. jackalope, and he voices the jackalope in Bounden. Yep. And he was the principal designer creator of Woody. Well, in oh, Toy Story. that's amazing. Yeah, yeah he's so just like. Woody's probably his most iconic character and most recognized. I, I mean, but honestly, like, there's so many. Yeah, there's a lot, but yeah, I would say that's probably his, his biggest recognized character would be Woody. And he served in the military during the Korean War, so. <laughs> I mean, so, what else did he do? <laughs> like he's gotta be still alive in that. Yeah, also worked on movies like A Bug's Life, Toy Stories 2, Monsters in Incorporated, Finding Nemo, Cars, mm -hmm. Ratatouille, Wally, -E, Up, Toy Story 3. I mean, he, he worked on a lot of stuff for Pixar. Yeah. Oh, it looks like he did, um, oh, um, Eeyore. He may have done Eeyore's voice. Did he do Eeyore's voice? Yeah, they, oh, people, voice. well, people are getting a lot of voice act, voice act. There is for those Pooh Bear characters. Yeah, lots of different voices for them. Yeah, it, he's just, I mean, he's just, he was such a quiet, quiet person, he seemed to be, but just amazing um, creativity and, um, yeah, he, yeah, he did a ton of television commercials too of all those lovely um, sugary cereals that we all ate as children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Bounden is really, yeah, it's a really cute story with a, a great lesson in it. Now he had retired, so he did not. In the first Incredibles, um, he was the voice of Rick Digger, who mm -hmm. is like the who is the uh, kind of the government. He represents the government and um, is the guy reassigning the Incredibles to like different places and stuff. But in yeah. this one, um, Rick Dicker was uh, voiced by Jonathan Banks. Okay. I'm assuming he wasn't doing really, really well at this point or he would have done the voice. I, yeah, I don't know because he passed away just this year mm -hmm. and he retired from Pixar like four years ago. So I don't know if he would have. Yeah, I don't know what that talk was like. I'm sure maybe he was asked. I don't know. I have no idea. I would assume they would ask, especially since they dedicated the film to him. But sometimes yeah. you just, you know, some people like our grandmother retired working at 83 or my grandmother retired yeah. at 83. So, but some people just, you know, they hit, hit 75 and they're just too tired. But to it's a so. bit of a nervousy of when they're going to pass away. Yeah. You never know. I mean, everyone is so different at different ages, but yeah, no, I mean, he, he had gone to Chouinard Art Institute, like many of the Disney animators had gone. I believe he did that like after the Korean War. 
So yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's sad, but I, he contributed a lot. Oh, he lived a very full life. I'll be very happy if I can get as much accomplished <laughs> as he did by the time I'm 83. No <laughs> joke, huh? No yeah. joke. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you think I would do when I'm 83? Relax. Unless you're still working. Which, uh, that would be, like, my dream life a bit. What, relaxing at 83? Well, I've been trying to relax today, but I've been a long, (laughs) long mornings. You had a long morning. Yeah, we got up early. Uh, I can, I can miss my, miss my, though, being all workish with arts. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go, Fiona. Here's what you need to accomplish before you're 83. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> How can I read all that? Yeah. So, yeah. So, I think we've touched on a lot of points of this movie, a lot of great scenes. Is there anything else you can think of, Ryan? No, huh? I think we've, you know, gotten to discuss it and it's just a wonderful film and I would highly recommend going to see it. (laughs) So is that five out of five mouse ears? Yeah, I would give this one five out of five mouse ears. All right, Fiona? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) I love how Fiona is so, like, just saying, I'll think about it. If someone realized a little something in this film, maybe a four. Maybe a four. Like if they could figure out ahead of time something, or is that what you mean if they realize something? Do you think this movie could have been any better than it was? Well, well, yeah. It's it's like the personalities of first first scene, like the, the trailers, like uh-huh. it's, like is the whole thing gonna be just just the kids and the and the dad and, oh, okay. and near the end, uh-huh. the mom gets back. Okay. Yeah, I think I think. But the I, mom is all about to stop for savory. Oh, saving the world. <laughs> um, yeah, they're kind of trying to make her like um, an iconic superhero so that the heroes can come back. Yeah. Yeah, because Mister Incredible ruins too many things. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was trying to think of something specific to say. Specific. Well, I would definitely. I don't think they could have done any better of a job than they did on this movie. Like, I'm, I'm good. I'm good with it. I love the development of the characters. I love the depth of the characters. I like the, the number of characters they had and the way they were able to just work everything in and give you such a realistic view. I mean, they're, they're almost like real people, not just, you know, animated figures on a screen. Like, they're, they have flaws. <laughs> real flaws, not just... Oh no, moral dilemma! Like superhero movies that, you know, they have flaws like how much time should they be spending with their kids? How much time should they be spending on their career? You know, what's in their career? You know, it's, you know, if I do this, then I'm helping other people, you know? So it's real dilemmas. Oh, I know one thing we didn't talk about the new supers that they oh, brought yeah. into this. Yeah, yeah. I think one of them made a little tribute for Rick and Ralph. <laughs> Oh, that guy. Yeah. So what did you think about the new characters? Ryan? I enjoyed the I enjoyed the new characters, especially, you know, just a little bit of the back. They give tiny bits of the backstory on each one of them, mm-hmm. which I liked. I liked the, my favorite is probably the female who could open sort of a portal. Void? Was that it? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Boyd. Yeah, that poor girl. I, I kind of, she kind of reminded me of Violet a lot. Like that unsure, not, you know, having complete control yet of her powers and mm -hmm. trying yeah. to figure everything out. Oh my gosh, but uh, the reflex one. Oh, the. Are you talking about the ones in blue suits? The old guy, the reflex. Oh, oh, jeez. Oh, that that owl. <laughs> yeah, he the one that belched lava. Oh, the the frog superhero. Yes. The bullfrog. I could have done without that one. Oh yeah 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 yeah. That was funny. Oh. I mean, you know, <laughs> good comic relief on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Especially yes. for guys, I think. I don't know. Well, no, my sisters probably would love it too. So there you go. They love belching. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. mind belching, just don't. Not so much coming out. <laughs> I mean, like, would they look like super villains at first before putting on those those screen sleeper goggles? No, they didn't. They really got taken advantage by Evelyn Devore, definitely. But yeah, th that was fun and. and gave the definitely have a lot of room to grow with those yeah all right so yeah i'm giving this five out of five mickey ears yeah. and my thing is, is i hope i hope we go the route of of toy story like fun to have those little shorts that they'll do but i hope it always stays like on the big screen oh yeah definitely I was kind of like a little, because with Big Hero 6, like I really liked Big Hero 6. I really enjoyed that movie. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was hoping it would go the route of like Big Hero 6 2 or that on the big screen. And TV I show. mean, they've done it. They did the, the TV show, and that's, it's fine. It's cute. I like the TV show, but you're kind of, it's a little laugh track. There's not a laugh track, but it feels a little laugh tracky to me. Ah, gotcha. So, I kind of like the seriousness of Big Hero Six on the screen. Like people, we need to we need to do something else with with these characters. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm hoping it stays you know on the big screen definitely. Like if they want to do like that, remember the Jack Jack Attack short they did? Yes. Do you remember that one? Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> But I could have seen that something that they cut from the movie just because it wasn't really needed in the movie and it, like almost over explained the situation like keeping the mystery was really awesome but uh yeah it's fun after after the Incredibles bringing that out one of my favorite things about this film is also the music oh yeah yeah it's good music. yeah yeah we didn't talk about that yeah I like the music that was Michael Gia I think as you say it Giacchino that's like one of my favorite things about the new Incredicoaster is that they oh, used his music movie. on that coaster and it makes it a much better ride just simply with his music. Well, yeah, I mean, the, well, the, the music really um, makes that roller. I think music makes a roller coaster, takes it to the next level. And mm -hmm. and this music completely was written for this, this roller coaster. I mean, yeah. it's, it's pulling from obviously the movie, but it's such an energetic um, a theme song for the Incredibles that he does. Yes, yeah, he yeah. pegged it. Yeah, so I, I just I'm glad that he is there and he came back to score Incredibles too. Mm -hmm. Just totally enjoy his work. So 
Yeah, I just thought we should give a shout out to him because it makes the movie better. Oh, absolutely. I mean, music is, um, and especially in Pixar movies, music really is uh, um, something they've done quite well. I like his music, and he also did Rat- Ratatouille, and I really love the music oh, Ratatouille. That's like yeah. one of my favorite things about Ratatouille. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I, I was definitely dancing to that music one time. The Ratatouille mm-hmm. music? At art class. Oh, an art class. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> music <laughs> so i thought we should hey just include a little bit about about <laughs> the music absolutely anything else that you guys can think of well i mean we've mentioned the roller coaster do you want to kind of um what do you think about the new roller coaster um yeah it's just it's a really good overlay on top of that roller coaster so i mean i think it makes I think it makes it just a little bit better of a ride. The whole Pixar Pier area is mm-hmm. interesting to me. I mean, it was. Yeah. I, I think it was. I think they did it so that they could do kind of um, a refresh of that area, but it mm-hmm. doesn't change too radically. It just kind of like I think cleaned it up and mm-hmm. um, made it look maybe slightly more co- cohesive except for the Incredicoaster because you've got like this Victorian style and then you have mm-hmm. like mid-century modern. <laughs> yeah, well, there which, you go. <laughs> which is kind of interesting. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and then yeah. you go back to you go Victorian, mid-century modern, Victorian. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, there you go. But, but it's I mean. It's kind of like going down, um, which is interesting, it's kind of like walking downtown um, Charleston, South Carolina. Yeah. Yep. You get the mid-century, and then you get the Victorian. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, that really does happen in town, so... It does! It yeah. does! Yes. So, but I, I've really enjoyed the coaster more because of the of the overlay and the, and the music. Yeah, I definitely... Um, I like the overlay. Um, I thought it would be a little more... Um, how do I say? Not so static. Yeah. I thought the characters, I, I didn't realize they would be three-dimensional um, characters, like, stuck on things. I thought there would be a little more movement or more screen. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. of that, too. I don't know if you could do that. I was feeling like a movie, like, playing for you while you're going. Yeah, I thought it was going to, I didn't realize it would be three-dimensional figures. Um, I mean, I understand there's obviously limitations. Uh, I'm sure there's a budget, but limitations on what you can do since it's an outdoor roller coaster. Because I was thinking it was going to be more like what they did with Space Mountain, where they have the projections. Yeah. When they do the projections for like the Star Wars, Space Mountain, and the, oh, what's the one they have for Halloween? Uh, Ghost, Ghost Galaxy. Galaxy. Yeah, the Ghost Galaxy. They have but, hyperspace, ma- hyperspace Mountain, Ghost okay. Galaxy, and then the traditional Space Mountain. Yeah. So, and not this. It, I, I, I liked it. I wish it was a little more. Yeah, I wish it wasn't so static. Um, I'd like to, to have seen Enda Mode move in those buildings. Right. I wish she would have been an audio animatronic character rather than a, just a static figure. Right. Would that be for future updates? Well, I don't I don't know. They could I mean they could easily turn those into animatronics someday. Well think about the free Caloros. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, on the uh the uh what's it the three Caballeros ride in Mexico and Epcot, the Mexico Pavilion. Yeah. 
uh, they had just a projection of the three caballeros and then they found animatronics of them from one of the shows they had in Japan and they pulled those into the yeah, Mexican it's the, pavilion. It's the um, Mickey instrumental show. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was the Mickey Mouse. It was originally at Walt Disney World, the show, the Mexican, or not, the, the Mickey Mouse show, yeah. Um, but that, that would be my, I like the story, though, that they built around it. Mm-hmm. They did a I good love job that. with that. And I love how um, they're actually, like, explaining, all right, Dash, it's your turn. All right, Violet, it's your turn. So you know where it's going, the story's going, and... Um, and I have to say that this ride is definitely better at nighttime than during the day. I agree. I think the I think the effects work a little bit better at nighttime. Especially the the multiple Jack Jacks at the end with. The <laughs> yeah, because they light up at night. Yeah, they they have little flashy lights on them. Yeah. So it's cool because it's a little more poppy action going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, no, I love the story. I just wish it was a little more. Um, animatronic or projectiony and then um, less static but other than that I like the story I love the building I love the mid-century about it definitely and I think the only thing that didn't work was probably dash running next to you at the beginning of the ride like that didn't really translate you get the water going up like I think it's supposed to be yeah. dash running on the water yeah but um but it's a fun. I, oh, yeah, I think I, it's. I, I, think it's uh, yeah, I, I don't think I realized that. Right. Oh yeah. See, that's it. I think that's you hear dash and then you see the water spurt up on the sides. I think that's. I think that's what they were going for. Yeah. But yeah. Other than that, I mean, I mean, it's a roller coaster, so I love roller coasters, and you go upside down. <laughs> and there's a fun story to it so I enjoyed it I like the ride but um, I'd love if they went and, and put more money into it later and they might I mean that area there's an area where they can expand back behind it too and you could have mm -hmm. even more Pixar in that area so who, know, who knows yep it was good I, li I liked Pixar Pier it was fun we'll have to talk about our journey just into a bunch of letdown letdowns before 2019 oh which part uh, oh wow like the inside out oh yeah the inside ride. out ride wasn't open yet and, yeah oh the the carousel Jesse's oh carousel. yeah Jesse's carousel's not open yet yeah like, I think that was the only two two rides that weren't open yet or attractions yeah I'm pretty sure yeah but it was good yeah I love yeah, yeah it's great how it ties into the movie doesn't spoil the movie at all and um it's a fun ride so but I think how many Mickey years would you give the um the ride? Yeah, that the Incredibles coaster. Probably probably four out of five. Four out of five? Alright, Fiona, what would you give it? I would kinda of, I'm not totally sure sure why you said four out of five. But I would kinda of stick to him. You do four out of five too? Well I could put five out of five, but maybe four out of five would be safe. Yeah. I mean, I do four out of five just because I like to see a little more. Yeah. yeah. And, can, and just compared to some of their other attractions, like Guardians of the Galaxy, Mission Breakout, and the overlay they did on that one. And which is incredible. Are, which, yeah, they did such a phenomenal job with that one. Um, yes. And so then when you, when you compare what they did to that, to this one, you know, just... It doesn't stand up as much. <laughs> they just no. didn't get, yeah, no, not at all. You know, I was hoping, because it did such a good job, like, putting Rocket 
as an audio animatronic character into that one. I was hoping we would uh-huh. get Edna, Edna Mode like that or something on this one. Yeah. And we, yeah. And we just didn't quite get that. Yes, yes. I think if Edna Mode had been an animatronic, if, I, if the dash thing at the beginning had worked a little bit better and there had been a little more projection action in the tunnels, then definitely would have gone to five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. So, but yeah, I mean, overall, I'm, you know, I enjoy the ride and I'm going to keep going on over and over again. That's gonna, not going to stop me from going back. Oh, yeah. No, and, and a lot of people from it looks like Southern California. It was very busy while we were there. That was one of the most popular rides there. So that's yes. good. It'll pull some of the crowds away from cars and guardians. And stuff. spread it out. <laughs> spread the love out just a little bit. Definitely spread the love. Definitely. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes, please. Yeah, and that that Saturday, that was the first time. Do we ride on that Saturday? Mike and I did because we got there early and we got okay. fast passes. So Mike and I rode it on that Saturday. Okay, we didn't ride it on that Saturday, but that Saturday was insanely packed. It was pretty busy, but especially by the time you guys had gotten there, it, it, it got and, and we rode we rode just a few things and had lunch and then had to go to the Bob Gurr stuff. So we didn't do a ton of stuff. Mm-mm. But the next day, at, and we'll have to talk about this later, was amazing yes. at Disneyland. Oh, my gosh. Very, yes. very little crowds. Oh, my gosh. The best day at Disneyland ever. And you cannot, like, there's no way you can um, plan, uh, plan ahead for that. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. It just happens. Yeah. Just happens. All right. Well, I think we're good with the Incredibles and our incredible episode. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we, do, we definitely need to tell our first Disneyland night. Yes. Yes, we will definitely get on. Get on. Um, we'll do that in our our next episode. We, oh, believe me, girls and boys, we have so much from that uh, five days in Southern California. I definitely know what to do for goodbye. Oh, you do, do you? Awesome. All right. Well, I think we're good with the Incredibles. Go All see right. it, girls. <laughs> Thank you for uh, joining us on another episode of Dispodopolis number 14. It's the summer, baby. Keep it going. One more month. <laughs> <laughs> and I like it's to. It's uh, going to be a bit exhaust, exhausting after we came back to Disneyland because World's Next. World's Next. Yep. We're headed to Walt Disney World on Friday. Woohoo! All right. <laughs> so, uh, Cousin Ryan, why don't you say goodnight to everybody? All right. Um, good night to my mom and to Aunt Dolores, our two listeners, hopefully. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Flint underscore edu. Awesome. Fiona, you want to say good night to all our lovely <laughs> listeners? We need to plan for a star show for later Sunday. All right, you need to explain that, girl. <laughs> it was Kermit's granddad. Oh, it's Kermit's granddad. Of course. I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You you said you said something about oh, what's that guy's name? Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill being fired, be <laughs> or being caught. I met being caught for for like doing it a impression that's a mixture of Kermit and Yoda. So why not? Well, there is. It was really a conversation between the Joker and Luke Skywalker, but 
Yeah. We like Kermit and Yoda too. Why not? It's awesome. ringing me think of Franken voices. Franken voices. Those are awesome. Love them. And you can find Fiona at Fiona Toe Girl on um, Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me, Miss Colleen. You can find me on um, as Tink Scout on Instagram and Twitter. And you can always find us at Dispodopolis on Twitter and on Instagram. We try to get something up there uh, once a week because <laughs> mm-hmm. the great social media team that we are. I want to thank uh, Aunt Lynette and my mom for listening and any of our lovely listeners out there who hang with us and um, help us uh, by listening. And if you want to email us, you can email us at comments at dispodopolis.com. If you have any questions for us, that would be awesome. And I think we'll take it away. Go see Incredibles. Yes, it's a great movie. Stay incredible, darling. And now we leave you with a trip around the park and a kiss goodnight. Electrical Parade!
I don't cosplay that much, but I do like seeing those those supers back at Comic Con. <laughs> what was that? Yeah. Was that Edna? <laughs> I I just I I you you can cut this part out. To what I'm saying right now. Okay. Oh, the uh, I I got that from a video of a guy cosplaying as her. Oh, guy cosplaying as Edna. While doing a driveway, food driveway. A drive-through? Drive-through. Oh, so there was a guy pretending to be Edna Mode as it people go through the drive-through? It was Brian Hall, the, the guy who did all the impressions for Let It Go. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's a YouTube guy now? Yeah. Awesome. Someday we'll do an episode and you, Back can, at com. you tell us all the YouTube people to watch. <laughs> uh, well, the ones who mostly do Disney stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, well, yeah. That's what you watch. <laughs> Everyone have a lovely evening, and we will... I don't know. That didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> Dispodopolis is a EFA Solutions production. All music and interviews remain the copyright of their respectful owners and are being used under the Creative Commons license law. All other content remains the copyright of EFA Solutions, LLC. This broadcast is not affiliated with Disney or any of the Disney properties, and the opinions expressed in this broadcast belong to the hosts and guests.